Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 49. This is the account of Jesus' death on the cross. It's paralleled in Matthew 27 and Mark 15. We have devotions in episodes 585 and 586 and episode 654 if you're interested in more on this text. Each account is a little bit different, but they completely agree in the major points. And there's enough different to say from this text in Luke than the other texts in Matthew and Mark that we decided to record this devotion and not skip over it. Chapter 23, verse 44. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light had failed. So this is about noon to about 3 p.m. And if you remember, Luke is writing this gospel, this account for a guy named Theophilus. We talked about this way back at the beginning in chapter 1. This book is written to Theophilus so that he can be convinced of the things that he's been told about Jesus. So Luke is providing details and writing in such a way that would bolster Theophilus. Theophilus's confidence in what he's heard through the grapevine about Jesus. What Luke probably didn't know at the time was that God was going to use this gospel he was writing so that we too, in 2022 AD, could have our faith bolstered by the details he provides regarding what we've heard about Jesus. And with that in mind, I'm going to come back to the idea of the sun's light failing being the cause for the darkness. But let's continue. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. The entire devotion that we did in Mark 15, 38, episode 654 is about that. So I'm not going to go into that any further. Then Jesus, calling with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. That is, a Roman soldier watching how Jesus died, maybe coupling that with things he'd heard about him, comes to the conclusion that this man was innocent. Verse 48, And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home beating their breasts. That is to say that they were grieving or mourning the fact that this innocent man had been killed. Finally, verse 49, And all his acquaintances and the woman who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. So Luke puts a lot in those few short verses to indicate that this is reliable eyewitness material. And it just so happens that it all accords, none of it contradicts what the other gospel writers write about this situation either. As I said, I want to go back to the idea of the sun's light failing. I want to land on that a second to hopefully teach us something about how we interpret Scripture and the degree of trust that we put in it. There are some scholars, and I ran into a few of them at a bad seminary that I went to one time that I quit because of the way they handled the Bible, who would suggest that this idea that there was darkness across the land, this is just a metaphor. This is just an illustration to help us understand that this is a very dark time in the world. The sin of humanity had been placed on Jesus. God had turned his back on Jesus, the wrath of God being poured out on Jesus, which is the just punishment for sin. And so it wasn't literal darkness, but the gospel writer indicates darkness so that we get the idea that this is just a very metaphorically dark time. The problem is Luke specifically shatters that false idea by putting this specific detail. The reason it was dark is because the sun's light failed, Luke writes. It wasn't dark because it was some metaphor. Actually, other people who believe that it was literal darkness have suggested that there must have been an eclipse and that's why it was dark. But it couldn't have been an eclipse because the kind of eclipse that happens when it gets dark is one that only takes place when there's a new moon and the Passover is specifically scheduled around a full moon. Not only that, 
that, but I don't know if you were part of the eclipse that took place in the United States a few years ago. We drove down to Missouri to check that out. It was only dark for just a minute or two, and then it got light again. This says that the darkness lasted for three hours. The reason I bring all this up is because it's far better if we just take the Bible at face value. I've been in many discussions recently about the inerrancy of God's Word. We at Christian Crusaders believe that the Bible is inerrant. Not only is all of Scripture God breathed, not only is it inspired by the Holy Spirit, but it is infallible and it is inerrant. That's not to say that the men who God used to write it were sinless, but that is to say that God used a supernatural process to get the exact things written in the original manuscripts that he wants us to read, and because they are from God directly, they are reliable. They're true. Sure, there might be some differences between English translations. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the original manuscripts from which what I'm reading here today in my ESV Bible derive. And if we want to play academic games like they are at an increasing number of mainline quote-unquote Christian seminaries or in mainline quote-unquote Christian denominations, if we want to play games so that we don't have to take the Bible at face value, that turns into a big problem very, very quickly. It might not seem like a big deal to concede the darkness that took place when Jesus was crucified. Ah, that's not central to the gospel. Who cares if it was metaphorical or real or if it was an eclipse or if the sun's light actually failed like Luke says here? Let's not get into the details of splitting hairs over those things that don't matter very much. Obviously, if you've given this any thought at all, you know how problematic that kind of thinking is because at some point, somebody's going to raise an objection to something that's very central to the gospel like the resurrection of Jesus. After all, if we can't trust what God had Luke write here about the sun's light failing, then how should we have any confidence that what Luke writes or Matthew or Mark write about the resurrection of Jesus is reliable? And many of you won't be surprised to hear that in some of these mainline churches and denominations that I'm referring to, even the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is now up for debate. If that's the direction we're going to go with how we handle scripture, you might as well throw the whole thing away. Otherwise, it just becomes an exercise of people trying to convince each other why they think their ideas about what's true in the Bible and what's not true in the Bible are better than the ideas of others' views regarding what's reliable and what's not. I love Luke for writing to Theophilus for the reasons he did, and I love him including details like these so that we can have discussions like this and challenge each other to take God's word at face value. Don't wobble at one jot or tittle. This stuff is written the way it is. It includes the content that it does because God wants us to know it, all of it. The entire Bible is just the Cliff's Notes of God's redemptive plan for the world. We should hang on every word. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsored The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.